We are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Sunday, July 16th. Kind of. It's it's one in the morning. It is technically still it's technically Sunday, but it feels still like Saturday because neither of us have slept. We've had long days. I had my brother's graduation party. Sam was out doing his own set of events. Family event. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. We're very tired, but we're committed to the podcast because we're almost at a thousand subscribers. We already did a podcast today. We did. We, two. <laughs> we did. Two. You guys get more. Uh, this is coming out 5 a.m. Sunday when you guys are hearing this, obviously. But uh, yeah, uh, let's start off with the Summer League game that, unfortunately, neither Sam or I got the chance to watch in depth. I looked at the box score. I saw a few highlights, ETC. Uh, I don't know why I said ETC instead of et cetera. I, I'm like delirious right now. But let's take a look at the box score. I have some some general thoughts based on what I saw on Twitter. And then there was a YouTube comment that I want to go over to because I just thought it was interesting. And it was super okay. long and in depth. Uh, um, I saw this. But, yeah. but going over quickly, uh, we don't have to go in depth on all these guys. Just We can use this as a summer league review too because summer league is over. So let's take a look at these guys. But against the – who they played? The Magic. They won 94-77. Jordan Walsh, 12 points, uh, four rebounds, four of eight, two of three. Justin Bean, 10 points, three rebounds, two assists, four of eight, two of three. Almost the same stat line. Balcharowski only played 10 minutes, got two points. Jay Scrub only played t- uh, 10 minutes, got two points. He got signed to a two-way. We'll talk about that briefly after we do Summer League stuff. And we did a whole video on it, so go check out it on the channel. <clears throat> J.D. Davison, nine points, three rebounds, six assists, four, seven, one of two, only 17 minutes. Kamar Baldwin, 10 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists. Actually, a solid game from him, 4, 10, 2, 6. Not the best splits. And then the bench guys who haven't played a lot this summer got some minutes as well. Reggie Kissinlaw, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 blocks. Solid defensive game from him. Made 2 of his 5 threes. Michael Mulder, 1 of 7, 0 of 6. Probably not going to be seeing too much more of Michael Mulder in the future. <laughs> Vincent Valerio Bodon, who Sam was super high on and I was as well. 13 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. 4 of 8, 2 of 4. Finally Sam played he didn't. We didn't see it. Sam Grissel, 8-3-2-2. Azubuki, 9 points, 5 rebounds. So, obviously, the two guys that stick out uh, are Reggie Kissenlal and Vincent Valeri-Bodon because they hadn't played yet, and they both played against the Magic, and they both played pretty well. I, I mean, Reggie Kissenlal, uh, 3 uh, steals, 2 blocks. Vincent Valeri-Bodon, uh, I think this is – is that 6 fouls or turnovers? 6 turnovers, so yeah. not great in, in that department. But he was efficient, which is something we saw uh, in his Hungarian stats as well. Yeah. It's interesting. And he wasn't playing least. against middle school kids today, so that's a big step <laughs> for him. He actually got in the game. <laughs> this is we true. We didn't get to see it. Of course but, not. As you were about to get into, <laughs> solid showing off the bench, 13 mm. points, 6 rebounds, 4 of 8, 2 of 4. Yeah. Good for him. Glad he got to play. Mm-hmm. This was like a weird, almost April-esque version of a summer league game where well, yeah, it's just they missed the playoffs. Them, so <laughs> like yeah, the the starters just kind of sit and yep. they just roll out the bench. Ten minutes for three of the starters. Then the bench yeah, just, just gets uh... to run out there. So there are no more games, even though they do have a weird tournament. With the summer league, did they not qualify? They did not. They were two and two, and only teams three and one or better had a chance at qualifying. And then it was based on I point see. differential. And so the Celtics, this was their fifth and final game, um, not part of that <clears throat> Sunday finals, whatever. I believe. Oh gosh, I can't remember who's playing in the finals. I know that's the Nets. I think the Jazz. I think the Rockets are in it too, and then one other team. Uh, but I can't remember. Let me take a look. Summer league playoffs, <clears throat> but the finals are tomorrow. Uh, yeah, Cavs are the one seed. 
uh, and they will play the Nets, uh, the Rockets, the Jazz, and the Cavs, I believe, all went undefeated. Uh, and then the I can't I don't know which other team the Nets I think went three and one and they snuck in based on their point differential as well, <clears throat> I believe. Um, but they I, I mean the Celtics finished up their season. Uh, <laughs> Three and two, I think, in summer league overall. No, no, two and, two and three. three, two and three, not great. Pretty um, shit. Yeah, not great. But I did want to go over this comment because, like I said, Sam and I didn't get a chance to watch the game. But R.J. Johnson in our comment section, who is also Celtics West in the Celtics blog comments slash threads, decided okay. to come on over Welcome to have about them Celtics and leave a comment. We appreciate you very much. We appreciate all the commenters. And uh, shout out RJ. I'm going to put it on the screen. So if you're watching on YouTube, check it out. But I will summarize for the audio so platforms. He wrote an essay for us. And again, I greatly appreciate the comment. Obviously, I'm not going to read it all here. But he did go over who he believes the Celtics should bring in for X roles heading into next year. Um, obviously, he said nobody from this team should crack the starting five. Very high on Justin B. That is that is a uh, prediction. No summer <laughs> uh, league guys in the starting five. We're going to hold you to that. <laughs> but he does say Justin Bean should be one of the first five off the bench for the Celtics next year. I don't know if I'd go that far. That being said, I am very high on Justin Bean. You know I am very high on Justin no Bean. No secret. I obviously didn't get the chance to watch the, him against Magic. But as Mr. Johnson RJ here says... His physical maturity and ability to move without the ball, look for extra passes, sneaky defense. Like he just does all the little things on the court, which I enjoy. <clears throat> Goes on to say, Bus One Boys, Walsh Banton, Kissin Law, Valerio Bodon, Champagne. Don't know if Valerio Bodon will make it over. Don't know if Kissin Law will make the team. I would qualify Walsh as a bit more than a Bus One Boy at this point, but I, he is yes. a second round rookie, so I understand. As they it. define his name on Google for you. <laughs> yes. Um, wait, what? what? What do you define his name? Look at yeah. Oh, it, oh, oh. Comes up and it. Oh, this is. Yeah. Uh, it tells you his. Uh... My grammarly pops up on the screen. Yes. Yeah. Um, goes into his analyzation again. We're not going to read it all. Two way Davidson scrub, and then he thinks Balcharowski should get a two way. Now I hate to spoil the idea. Balcharowski cannot sign a two way. I read this on Twitter. Balcharowski is under contract with Grand Canaria in Spain through the twenty three twenty four season. And even if the Celtics bought him out, it would have to be to bring him on for a standard I mean, deal. He would not. Jack, we are fans of the NBA. You have to understand that contracts don't really mean anything. I know. I know. I'm just saying he quite literally cannot sign a two-way this upcoming season based on the CBA. And I don't think they're going to give him a standard contract. So he will almost certainly be back in Spain playing, uh, unfortunately. And then he says, Kamar Baldwin, main men. And then Sia to Azubuki and Michael Walter. I just love that he labeled it Sia. <laughs> yeah, no, you messed up. You should have said, get ready to learn Chinese. That is the way. Azubuki, uh, a surprise, you know, oh, surprise two weeks ago or whatever. Surprise Sia, yeah. Going into this, he was probably one of the guys we were highest on. Most excited yes. to watch, and for the most part, he was underwhelming. Just, mm -hmm. just to chime into my man's point here, it's true. Didn't do a whole lot. He had either games where he looked lost and slow, or games where he didn't miss a field goal today. And the other game he played well in. Nothing mm -hmm. special. We got a taste of why he wasn't getting regular run in the NBA. <laughs> uh, yeah, he didn't look good. He looked slow. Um... I, I don't blame you for being C. I know Landon had another comment saying uh, 
A B C D. Uh, what was it? Chinese something. Chinese. Gary learned yeah. Chinese, buddy. So that he was funny. That one. Uh, and then he says here, let's get real. Celtics can't carry 17 regular contracts. Time to break out the exhibit 10. This is what he believes. Walsh and Banton get 12 and 13. Champagne non guaranteed 14. He thinks 15 will go to Kissing Law. I don't think that's going to happen. I understand. I I, I wouldn't mind Kissing Law on a, a exhibit 10, which he thinks will go to Bean Baldwin and Valeria Bowden, uh, which very possible. I would enjoy Kissing Law on an exhibit 10. I think he has shown enough where he's like effective on the court and he he's a solid defender, but he does. I, I know Joey Spatulas, who's up in Maine, did tell us he's a little bit slow. I don't know, though. I think it's intriguing. I think that this 15th roster spot is something that fans need to take a bit more seriously than that. I don't think it's crazy. I understand the sentiment, but you have to remember like Blake Griffin's not resigned. Is Blake Griffin the get him over yeah. the hump guy? Probably not, but he sure is cool to have on the but team. Probably also sold don't some think, t-shirts last year. I don't think they're going to find a get them over the hump guy for the 15th spot. I just don't think that's Agreed. what it's going to be used. That's for, what so. I'm saying. There is that. But yeah, I, I would still exactly. prefer Blake Griffin. Like that he was on the team last year. Good vibes guy. Funny. Again, <laughs> yeah. Blake or Isaiah Thomas. Blake or Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> that's <laughs> tough, him in a pickle. It? I think mm-hmm. at this point you bring Blake just because he was here, you know, like continuity purposes. Isaiah would be a weird shake up attention thing. Like he would be a massive storyline as he just sat there and watched games from the bench. And you've mentioned this plenty of time. He doesn't really want to go back in this NBA just to sit and watch. He wants to play and he's not going to get great Celtics team. So yes. Blake Griffin is more of a just come and hang out guy. And that's Which fine. is fine. That's fine with the 15 spot. But I just thought the comment was interesting. I appreciate you, RJ Johnson, for uh, tuning in uh, and, and and chatting with us there. But if you, sure. we'll, we'll do this. We'll wrap up Summer League like this. Sam, if you had to pick one more guy for a two-way and or another guy you think could get a standard deal, who, who are your go-tos on this, uh, out of the Summer League group at the very least? Out of the Summer League group. So J.D. Davison is on a two-way. Jordan Walsh is signed. Penny is signed. Jay Scrub is on a two-way. So that leaves us with, if I could get to the damn box score, my God, just so I can have the list. Uh, you know, I really felt that Justin Bean did earn a, at least a little bit of a shout, maybe for a two-way. As far as the last roster spot, I don't know if I see it with this team. I just don't. Mm. I think there's just a lot more candidates for a two-way contract. Like, as much as we yeah. just kind of clowned him, like Azabuki could be a guy you bring in to play up in Maine. Makes sense. Sure, Maine is fine. Kissing yeah. all is already up in Maine. It makes sense for J.D. Davison to continue to play in Maine. Obviously, him being on a two-way, they already have locked that in. Jay Scrub, it'll be interesting to see what they get from him that he is officially a member of the Celtics. Yes, sir. As we helped break this afternoon. After it was already broken, but we got the news to you guys. <laughs> we got it out, and you guys in the back got of the car. Thousand views, so <clears throat> thank you already. Did it? But it's it's at a thousand. Yeah, it just hit. I think. I mean, I'll check for you right now. Yeah, it literally just now is at one thousand and twenty-one views. Just crap. Okay. So we appreciate you for that. Now, if I had to choose, I would also probably go with Justin Bean for either a fifteenth standard oh. or <laughs> or uh, two way at the very least. Um, he just seems helpful. Obviously, Jordan Walsh is already under contract. I wouldn't mind like 
I think you could bring Kiss and Law and, and even like Grissel and Villarreal onto like training camp, right? Like you bring them to see what they can do there, at least have them train with the team, maybe bring them to Maine. Like I, I do think this group is good enough to have a couple guys stick in Maine. I think Justin Bean, out of all the guys who aren't signed yet, uh, would probably be up there. Uh, I think Olek would be if you could get him on a two way, but that's just not an option. Get him off the, the ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think Bodon is worth a closer look. Um, we didn't get minutes, but I don't know. I, I yeah. think Bodon is like almost like if in the NBA you could loan players out, like the Celtics should sign him as a prospect type player and loan him out to whatever club yeah. he wants to play for in <laughs> Europe. Because every inch of film we've seen on his game has at least been fun to watch. He's looked like he's comfortable with the basketball. He's looked comfortable being the guy on a team that's playing against middle school type players. Could he fill a minor role on a competitive team? That is yet to be seen. He came off the bench today in summer league and did solid. Didn't need to be shooting every single time in order to feel like he's yeah. in a rhythm shot 50% from the field. And I believe 50% from three as well. So I would like to keep him around. He seems like he's a little bit too young at this point, but he was somebody I was super excited to see. And I'm glad he played well. Yeah. It's one opportunity. Which one shot. Mom watch, spaghetti. Right? Which, which we didn't get to see. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have to watch the highlights tomorrow. But uh, those are our final th- summer league thoughts. Summer Celtic summer league review as I stumble over my words. But uh, we can we can move forward here. Uh, briefly mention, obviously, Jay Scrub. We, we glossed over it a couple of times. Jay Scrub did sign a two-way contract with the Celtics. Sure did. Be there for the upcoming, upcoming season. We did a whole video on it, as we've mentioned multiple times. Um, but I, I like the signing. I think he was worthy of a two-way. Obviously, he was arguably the best player probably second behind jordan walsh but he looked really good in summer league for the celtics uh he was very good uh, on defense he was playing with solid energy he was hustling um he started to develop the the off the ball game as well where he was either getting steals running out in transition cutting off the ball catching it and then running right past his defender getting to the hoop uh, and he made his threes he shot 50 percent from three which is crazy for a guy who isn't necessarily a great three-point shooter so if he can do some of those things and if he can learn to screen well i mean there'll be a ton of opportunities for him uh if not in the Celtics, you laugh but like look at Get Bruce Brown. screens buddy well look at bruce brown look at javante green gary payton like that is the role it's for a valuable undersized guys if you have a, yep. if you are athletic and you can can score at the rim set screens and you'll earn minutes. Gary Payton, eight million a year. Bruce Brown, twenty million a year. Like that is that is a genuine thing, and that is where I can see. I wrote a whole article two years ago about how that should be what Russell Westbrook does for the Lakers. I said he should play <laughs> like Javon, like Javante Green. That was an entire he article for Hoops Habit. Stand there, and you're kind of right. And I think it would have worked. But uh, good for Jay Scrub. I'm happy to see him on a two way with the team. It's just I think it's just a solid move. Jay Scrub has an awesome story. That's something you should maybe. Uh... Get in on there for Celtics blog, I think. Might have to. Yeah, I think he's got a good story. Uh, as far as we're concerned, we're proud. I mm-hmm. think we can, can say we contributed to his growth throughout these five games where we well, kind of bullied him it. on the on the preview video and then I- said he had to adjust <laughs> to find a roster spot, and he did just that. He looked great after the first game. He was doing all those things like you mentioned, off-the-ball stuff cutting, getting to spots without having to try and create shots for himself and just filling the lanes, filling the role and being an impactful player in a small, small role, which is what you're going to have to do to play on the Celtics. I mean, our video last night said Jay Scrub earning Celtics contract. I think Brad Stevens watched it. I think we got a crystal ball there. You know, look at the the brains out here on the how about them Celtics show. But uh, 
Yeah, J Scrubs. We, we're on the J Scrub video and we're just like, what is going on in the summer? <laughs> windy, windy fingers. I love the windy yeah, fingers. Yeah, like everybody's actually talking about Jalen Brown, but we're like, J Scrub, what is going on with J hey, Scrub? Which which J are you paying attention to in Boston yeah. right now? That's the question here. The third J is in place. I've seen that on Twitter. Jalen Brown hasn't been signed yet. Why would the Celtics <laughs> do that? Uh, two way breaking. <laughs> Speaking of Jalen Brown, uh, he has not signed his contract yet, uh, and he's not going to be anytime soon. He's allergic to paper. Uh, Adam Himmelsbach reporting that Jalen Brown is going overseas, pausing negotiations for the moment. Everyone on Twitter freaking out. Clarify. (laughs) I was going overseas on vacation, not to play basketball. Well, he's going under overseas for a prior commitment, which is something people didn't pick out the article. <laughs> it's unclear how how long Brown will be gone, but there's expected to be a temporary pause in negotiations. The source stressed that Brown's departure is not related to any setback with the Celtics. He is simply honoring a scheduled commitment. People just decided, you know, we're not going to read that part. Jalen Brown. <laughs> and, well, I, I do understand. Well, you know why they're that... not reading it is because that's not the part that gets copy pasted onto the <laughs> yes. NBA Central page. Yes. Or Legion Hoops. It's Very Jalen true. Brown's going to leave the Celtics. Wham, here's the report. And here's the picture of Jalen Brown looking distressed for your Twitter yeah. timeline. That's true. I mean, I do understand the concern like, okay, Jalen, $300 million on the line. Yeah, let's, let's go to Spain or, or, or London or wherever, wherever the hell he's going in Europe or overseas. And you know, pause these giant negotiations where you'll make $66 million in the final year of your contract. Crazy, um, crazy money. I saw clutch points. say go up to 70 million, dude. People call me crazy or like for questioning. I the start of the season, quite literally but... felt the microwaves go through my brain. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of money. Obviously I'll say it again. The Celtics should sign Jalen Brown to an extension, but you cannot, deny that that is an obscene amount of money he'll it'll be the biggest contract in nba history something i saw yeah, i don't know if this that's will real be a or contract not, but... that i might be forced to hate it's bad because it's bad it's not even really a celtics contract it's just hey you have all this money and you can play <laughs> in the nba and if you don't want to be on the celtics anymore that's cool and everybody's cool with yeah that. but I, I don't i don't read into the whole always oh, going overseas he doesn't want to be in boston thing He's got plans. And and I, the thing I do read into more is why is it taking this long in the first place? And we've heard the stuff about the negotiations, like player option on it. You know, does he want, you know, this or this or this? No trade clause he's not even eligible for, so he can't get a no trade clause, even though that was a topic of conversation. Um, but it, it does leave you a question, like, why is this taking so long? You see all these other guys extending, like, what's going on with Jalen? Windy fingers are back. Do, what do you make of it? Are you just like, whatever, it'll get done eventually? Or... I just think it's like both sides kind of angling where Jalen wants his perks, whatever clause player option, whatever it may be. He's really, really pushing for. And the team isn't necessarily in a hurry to get this done just yet because him not being signed allows flexibility just in case their player X basketball free agent crush becomes available. Yeah. Like if Jalen inks the dotted line right now, they cannot trade him for one season. So that is yeah. one season of not being able to dangle that contract to another team. With this, by not signing him, they still remain that flexible. They retain the flexibility. Right? True. It's true. I would like speak. to see the deal get done. Kind of sick of Agreed. waiting on it. Kind of sick of talking Agreed. about it. 
Agreed. So let's get things going. Maybe Brad Stevens goes and joins him in Europe. Wherever that being he may said, be. I would rather talk about the Jalen extension every single day for the rest of my life than talk about Damian Lillard. <laughs> I disagree because if you're still talking about the Lillard thing over Jalen, that means Jalen has been extended and Lillard has not been traded. So I would like it if he just never got traded. I know. Because he just deserves to stay there now. It's I've had enough. This is Sam Sands. But speaking of the whole flexibility thing for Jalen Brown, I have a fun little game we're going to play. Now, we're going to exit the realm of realism for here for a second, Sam. It is July 16th now. Summer League is over. I wish it <laughs> Effectively was. for us. We, we have a long dead season ahead of us. Mm. And so we are going to play would you trade Jalen Brown for this? Because why not? And, and if people don't like this conversation, don't listen to this conversation. Um, again, I think the Celtics should extend Jalen Brown. I'll say that now, even though the, the the metaphorical people who clip stuff who are definitely not coming to how about the Celtics to clip. Yeah, like, no, they're not going to come over to our podcast. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, everyone is going to listen to everything we say from here on out instead of this, where I say the Celtics shouldn't trade Jalen Brown and they should just extend him. No one's going to listen kidding. to this I'm- part. Gonna put this on Houdini tomorrow. <laughs> Please do. Because my do, two but... men's league games in the morning got canceled, so I have fuck all to do. Well, there you go. Some big writer time, actually kind of good. We're gonna we're gonna play the game. Would you trade Jalen Brown for this? Um, and we are going to start. I'm not gonna go in order. We have a list here on our show sheet. I'm not gonna okay. go in order. Joel Embiid, would you trade him in a package for? We'll, we'll go top down. We'll go. I, I'm gonna start with the people you probably say yes for. Jalen Joel Embiid. Okay, agree. Would. Agreed. I think Joel would be a great Celtic. I've said it for years, ever since we've known each other. That was always a take I think I've relayed across to you is that I think Joel Embiid would be an excellent Celtic. I think him and Tatum are buddies. I think he would have a little bit of a fire underneath him. Don't love that he's not great in the playoffs traditionally or struggles yeah. to stay healthy, but... True. And the Embiid thing actually right now isn't as appetizing now that they have Porzingis. Not to imply mm-hmm. in any way that Porzingis is a better player than Joel Embiid, but it is something that crowds the backcourt or frontcourt front a bit where you don't need that anymore. Two months ago, <laughs> it was a little different where we were like, oh, maybe. Yeah, right. Embiid, mm-hmm. lose Brown, whatever. And for what it's worth, the last time, it, and again, you're totally right. If you have the chance for trade for Embiid, you do it regardless of who's on your team. Embiid didn't play well with Orford last time. And the last time that Porzingis was yeah, asked to be a per, like primarily perimeter guy, like, he, he wasn't great. Like he needs to at least be in the post sometimes. And with him be there, probably wouldn't get that chance. So there's that. But that was one. Uh, I don't have Bam on this list because of the Porzingis thing. We talked about this. Me, Cam Tabatabai, and Bobby Kravitzky talked about it on Bobby's radio okay. show. Um, and we brought up Bam as an idea. And this was pre-Porzingis trade, I believe. Okay. And it was, would you trade Jalen for Bam straight up? And that was the question. I was like maybe probably yes but like question mark i don't know obviously with porzingis and now you don't need that anymore so i would no um would not but final yeah. answer with porzingis or regardless porzingis, i'm not positive i think it's more of a question though it's not like a layup like Embiid is where mp just exactly p like how impactful is bam not to say he's not a good player bam is a good player he's great defensively he could guard all five positions the whole nine but there were times throughout the playoffs where he didn't look great on offense. Obviously, he killed the Celtics because they couldn't defend the pick and roll. You don't need to remind me, but <laughs> in that early series against Milwaukee, granted they were playing against Brooke Lopez and bad back Giannis, 
But still, Giannis, <laughs> he really didn't look great. There were times against the Knicks he didn't look great, but against the Celtics, you bet your ass he showed up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. Uh, a Raptors package. Now, we can call it Siakam and whatever. We can call it Siakam and Ananobi. We can call it Ananobi and whatever. Is there a Raptors package you would trade Jalen Brown for? I'll put it that yeah, way. Yeah, probably. I, okay. I would. What would it just be? because the appeal of bringing in Siakam and Ananobi, if it would you have could to be do both. it. Okay. Yeah. It's just like almost like you're multiplying. Like it's like the exponent above the number mm-hmm. with Jalen. Even even you would with have Siakam, to throw in somebody, obviously. Would the asterisk have to be Siakam commits long term? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good point. I was going to say that has to be a thing too. Yeah, giving uh, up yeah. Jalen, who you could have under contract for at least four seasons with a player option for a fifth, for a guy that could just leave you, who is yes. the All NBA player in the package, would be a bit of a risk, I would say. So yeah, bringing in Siaka would be something, even though it's not necessarily a need right now with the Porzingis move. Mm-hmm. The Porzingis move just puts a whole new perspective on how we look at these potential mock trades. I almost fell Definitely. off my damn chair. Definitely. <laughs> uh, okay, Hawks package. Now you can make this whatever package you want. Is there a package the Hawks could send the Celtics that would entice you to trade Jalen Brown? I don't think so. What do you think? Okay. I would also lean no. I don't think there's anything like the best they could probably do. The best they could do would be a Trey Young package. The best they would do would probably be like maybe they throw or can I don't even know if they can trade Dejounte Murray. Then not that I extended him. I don't think they can. So I don't think they, they might can not trade Dejounte. So like the best they could do at that point would be like DeAndre Hunter on Yeka Akongwu, AJ Griffin and filler. And that's like that's just the role players at that point. And they're good role it players. Sounds like role what players, the Heat are going to send for Dame. This is true. Mm. <laughs> this is true. Um, would you trade? Would you trade Jalen Brown for the Dame package? No. <laughs> I'm so sick of I'm sick of the guy. I'm I've explained the contract being absolute garbage over and over again. Listen, not that Jalen yes. Brown for $70 million sounds fantastic right this second either, but at the end of the day, I'd probably rather give him the extra seven million dollars at age what 30, 30, 31? Probably 30, 36. Yeah. The dame at 36 years is just gonna be uh head and hands year for whoever's opening the checkbook. That's what I think. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. Now, would you trade Jalen Brown for the Heat's package they are offering for Jamie? <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't want Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and Jaime Akez, Sam? What? I'm Why not? Sure. Why don't you want Sam's yawning? Sure That's not. There's the indicator. All right. John. Uh, I have Jalen Brunson here. I think it would have to be a little more. Would you be interested in a package of sorts like that? Now, no. before, you, before you immediately say no, Jalen Brunson under contract for next season for 26 the season after for 25 and the season after for 25 it's a declining contract. like a good asset but i just don't know how well he's gonna fit into the celtics like he's a score first guard really like does that fit next to tatum that well not really you still have Derek six white assists. what do you do with Derek white there yeah but like six assists is like the average i'm, I'm playing devil's advocate I, a bunch of shots i wouldn't park. do it either i'm just playing devil's advocate this isn't me saying he sucks i just don't think it makes sense i I was more intrigued by is he good enough where the contract situation makes it worth it you know what i'm saying because he's he's on a much cheaper i see what you mean i i i don't think so but i think the contract situation is an interesting wrinkle to that since we're on the topic of a contract wrinkle i propose to you mikhail bridges package yeah see that's one i think maybe (laughs) 
because he had a really impressive second half of the season once he joined the Nets. Mm -hmm. If you're giving Jalen Brown for him, he's on a bargain deal for how many more years? And Uh, he's playing at a near all-star level, a little bit longer than Jalen, probably better at defense, more consistent. 21.7 next year, 23.3 the year after, 24.9 the year after that. Yeah, I would deal with that and then go from there. He's, what, a year older than Jalen Brown right now? He's 26. He's a year younger. No, same year, age. Same age. Same age. Same age, yes. Yeah, I'm fine uh, with it. You probably could, like, yank would you a do little it bit s- more from the Nets. I disagree. I don't even think they would do it straight up. I don't think if you offered them Jalen Brown from Cal Bridges, they'd do it. I just don't think they're willing to give him up. I just don't. I think <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know I agree. happy with that. And they have a guy they can sell their fan base on a bit. Mm-hmm. So I could see why they'd be like, yeah, let's keep him. But if the Celtics could get him, Three. I would probably do that. Makes sense. But that feels like a 2K trade, too, where like you're, definitely you're just swapping no, like stars that are probably about the same level. <laughs> it is. Definitely. No, you're right. Uh, Paul George. No. See, so, yeah, <laughs> that contract's bad. You want to talk about that contract? Or one more year. 45 this year, player option, though, so he's going to want money. So he's probably no. Um, Not realistic, but if – if it was in front of you, would you trade him straight up for Shea Gilgis Alexander? Probably. Here's why. Yeah. Shea has had to be the best guy in that OKC team. He's had to deal with the attention of all these opposing defenses throwing his, their best stuff at him. His contract all too. NBA season. His contract. It, it's a max deal, so it's a lot of money. But in in the like in the scope of the new CBA. 33 4 this year, then 35 9, then 38, then 40 in 2026 27. Like 40 million by that point is going to be like, yeah, like we, we could get 40 million. Yeah. So I, I, I would do Jalen for Shea straight up. I just think he's a better player, right? I mean, he's all going to be a first team, of course, right? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I would. And, but, and uh, he would have more freedom on the Celtics. He would have less mm-hmm. pressure playing next to Tatum and also Porzingis where yep. he wouldn't have that immense pressure coming at him as the team's best player. He just wouldn't have to deal with that anymore. Yeah, and I mean, he averaged five and a half assists last game, and you're going to say, oh, it's not that impressive. I'm not saying the Thunder team was bad, but imagine if he had the weapons of some of these better te- Like, <clears throat> Shea Gildas-Alexander, phenomenal player. Um, a Rockets package. Probably not. Whatever it be. Any Rockets package. Okay, Fred Van I- I- yeah. Imagine. No, it would be like a Jalen Green and an X player here and whatever. I wouldn't either. I just, you know, I, I thought it had to be on here because of the whole Jalen Brown wants to play for Yemei Doka stuff that likes to float around Twitter. I just thought it was something I should put on the sheet. Okay. <laughs> um, If, again, these are not realistic packages. If the Magic said, we'll give you Paolo Bancaro for Jalen Brown straight up, would you do it? <laughs> That's a tough question. Right, I lean yes because you have him on a rookie deal for next, the next three seasons, and then so even that really the makes you like that, OP in terms of yeah. championship window. And then and even you the have extension after that is like the agency, like you have all yeah. this stuff before he could leave. And his extension after that is not even going to like come close to Jalen's thing, just because like this will be Jalen's second extension that'll be his first. Like it's going to be the same. Interesting question, right? <laughs> Yeah. You gotta consider it. I think if you're the Celtics, still 20 years old. I agree. Obviously, the Magic would never do it. But now the last one that I think is one of the more intriguing: Darius Garland. If you could trade Jalen straight up for Darius Garland, would you? Um, obviously, probably cap- because you yeah. can play Garland at point. White can play the two guards that are Brown. Then the rest of your lineup's the same. Mm-hmm. I don't think the 
Well, Garland's under contract next year, year after, and then three more years after that, and it caps out at 44 mil. So he's under contract for the next five seasons. Um, I don't think the Cavs would do it. I don't think they're going to trade Garland Mitchell or uh, Evan Mobley, but like they'd have a wing, right? They don't really have a great wing right now. Like they brought in Max Struess and, and Niang, which is fine. Um, I don't know. I thought that was one of the more intriguing ones because you could at least see the angle why each team would consider it. Uh, although I think both I teams would probably say no. Uh, I'll leave you with this one. Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. Halliburton I just love, I just, I just love Halliburton, so I wanted to throw him out there. All right. I just thought that would be a fun game for us to play. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it would be intriguing. It will get us through the uh, the rumblings of July. But back to more Celtic stuff. Grant Williams spoke about the Celtics and his time there. We can keep this brief. But uh, he told Jason Tatum, this is via Adam Himmelsbach, I'm going to bust your ass when we play Dallas. Uh, no, Tatum said that to Tatum him. said that to Grant, yeah. and then Grant said, "You think you can't go left, and I'm mm. going to be physical, and you'll go cry to the room. You know what that does is, uh, well, also Spider-Man meme on that, but <laughs> the heavy head or heavy uh, Hardwood Houdini headline of, actually, it could technically be both for me. Uh, Grant Williams sends uh, warning to Jason Tatum after Celtics trade, <laughs> and there's your page views for the day." Yeah, that's a pretty banger article, if you ask me. But these two are obviously close friends. You had Tatum yes. kind of clown him on the Instagram where Dallas shared the photo mm-hmm. where Grant looked like he had big muscles and Tatum was like, he doesn't have big muscles. Mm-hmm. So good for them. I'm sure Tatum's Funny. a little sad that his buddy's leaving. Yeah, Grant also saying it was very tough leaving the players. That was the hardest thing, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of great friends uh, in the organization. And then he said, uh, Adam Himmelsbach reporting this, near season's end, Blake Griffin, uh, pulled Williams aside and commended him for learning to be a pro and things didn't go away. Uh, and Grant acknowledged that he didn't handle himself the right way at a two week span of being unprofessional with, with I looked, ba- which I looked back on and was un- uh, disappointed in myself. With. What do you think he uh, did instead of like being a good teammate? Like, do you think he was just sitting there and he brought like his Nintendo switch to the practice facility? I, I feel like he was Joe probably was just like, pouting. You're not playing this week. And he just sat there and played <laughs> Mario Kart all mad. <laughs> I feel like he was just pouting probably like he was upset. He wasn't Maybe. getting minutes and like, he was just like showing it on his face or something, which, not saying you should do that if you're a player, but like it was kind of whack that he wasn't getting minutes, like to the point where Jason and Jalen literally went to Missoula and said, give him minutes. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Um, but yeah, just some talk. Uh, Great Williams talking about his time with the Celtics. Gabe Vincent went on JJ Reddick's podcast uh, and had yeah. some words Everybody about the Celtics when they're up. <laughs> this is eyes emoji here uh he didn't shit talk the celtics he actually said you know obviously complimented the jays said they were good uh and all that fun stuff but he also said something intriguing that got picked up on celtics twitter uh by just about everybody i think first off boston's a hell of a team and it was a hell hell of a team these past two years uh tatum and brown raised a lot of havoc for the defense it almost seemed like to me truthfully they had something going on over there despite our game plan so much has to go right to win this league and if you aren't fully right internally, it shows in different ways, kind of implying that like it felt like Boston had something going on behind the scenes. I, I'm i not going to say I, they uh, didn't want to play Grant. Well, players wanted Grant to play. No, they were like, I'm not serious. No, no, I know. But there were like also some like other weird things, right? Like Malcolm Brogdon saying we didn't emphasize defense this yes. year. We played too much offense. Very there was true. Jalen Brown saying Grant's a good player when he does this, like kind of thinking like it just felt like them the vibes... leading a, a huddle break with defense after Missoula was preaching offense. 
Yeah, and, and then Jaylen like did that. Marcus and and Grant explaining defensive plays uh, after the huddle. Like it just it it felt like by the end of the season, by the end of the Heat series. I don't want to say something unraveled within the Celtics locker room. It just felt like the vibe was sort of off by the time the year ended, right? Like we had these great vibes yeah. earlier in the year, but like once the shots stopped falling, it felt like stuff kind of like it not necessarily broke apart at the seams, but like just started to deteriorate, deteriorate a little bit in the locker room, which is weird. Yeah. Enter Porzingis. You know, he's going to have those boys <laughs> in the locker room lit AF, but more importantly, when the threes don't fall, throw it to him on the block, let him work. You saw Hopefully. him cook the Celtics in that April game when Brogdon was like, we want the one seed. And then they got killed by Porzingis. And he said, no, wash away. <laughs> no one seed for you. Uh, all right. Last. Is this the last Celtics thing? This is the last Celtics thing. Um, the Celtics have shown an interest in Austin Rivers. Sam pointed this Former out Celtic to Celtic Austin Rivers. Yes, sir. He Sam pointed this out. Celtics for a quick like week in the summer. And then they <laughs> got rid of him after a trade. Brief former Celtic Gary Washburn, the Boston Globe reported this saying another free agent looking uh, for work is Austin Rivers, who the Celtics shown interest in uh, also noted that he's looking for more than a mentorship role. I wouldn't mind Austin Rivers. I wouldn't play him over Peyton Pritchard. Is that crazy? I, I just wouldn't. I don't know. Play. I don't, I couldn't tell you Austin Rivers stat line. So Austin Rivers played in Minnesota this past season. He averaged, Five points, 1.6 rebounds, 1.4 assists, 43.5% from the field, 35% from deep. He's fine. He's going to be 31 next year. Whatever. I would only take him as a deep he bench a player. <clears throat> he does. Um, I don't know. It, it's fine. I guess it's interesting, but I like it's whatever. I, it's, it's I think interesting is the right word. I think he could give them minutes off the bench if they wanted to go that route. Who He's obviously not though? going to be as good as... I don't know. Pritchard, they could play him over. Pritchard's in this weird spot where they still have a way they could just move off him and trade him and get some sort of asset back for him rather than Austin just Rivers to replace him. Austin Rivers is if we trade one of the guards, maybe we'll give you a call. I feel like that's what it is. Okay. At least for me. I, I just otherwise, I don't really see how much it makes sense. Like, because then. I, I think Austin Rivers probably gets minutes over Delano Banton, but you also have them, him there in your deep bench guard role already. Like, I don't know. And Jordan Walsh there too, who can guard guards. They're very high on him, I think, which is cool. But uh, anyways, that was the last tidbit of Celtics news. We can move in to the NBA stuff. Let me change the really cool banner here for everybody listening oh, or watching, I should say. <laughs> but um, first thing, the Hornets and PJ Washington apparently far apart on a contract extension. This is one of those things where it's weird they haven't signed yet. It's sort of like I would assume Mu, who hasn't signed his restricted thing either. But the interesting tidbit about this is Jake Fisher, friend of the podcast, uh, <laughs> uh, reported after distant negotiations prior to summer league, an early word among league personnel suggested Washington and Charlotte were far apart on a four-year deal. Um, Washington has not drawn an offer from the Hornets that reaches uh, – Stewart's Isaiah salary figure, Stewart. Isaiah Stewart, who got 16 mil a season, which is a lot, I thought, for Isaiah Stewart. Now, if they're not approaching that for P.J. Washington, I think, I think that's pretty crazy. I think 16 mil a season is pretty fair for P.J. Washington. I know he's not the they best. They want him on that Grant contract. Right? I know he's Whether not the best. Uh, qualifying uh, offer. Yeah, not the best defender in the world. But, I mean, he averaged 16, 5, and 2.5 last year on 44, 35 splits. Like, he's a fine player. And... You mentioned the qualifying offer. If he comes back on the qualifying offer, 
That means Miles Bridges and PJ Washington will both be unrestricted for agents next year, which is just like Charlotte. Could be a massive Charlotte. loss for them, even though Miles like, Bridges like, at this point hasn't played. So he's I like know, kind but of like, found money just from a pure basketball perspective for Charlotte. But like risking losing two forwards next season is like Hornets, guys. I, the PJ Washington thing's so weird to me, though. Like, what are we doing? Like, why? Why are we messing around with this? I don't know why they're playing hardball. They don't really have the leverage to play hardball. They're a small market, a franchise with no real success, haven't won a playoff series in who knows how long, probably since, like, they beat up on the Celtics in the 90s when they had nobody playing for them as Mikhail and Parrish aged out. I'm not really sure when the last time they were forced in the playoffs was. Surely it was not. Anytime I've seen Kemba. So. <laughs> I don't think Kemba ever won a playoff series, though. <laughs> I know, I know. Am uh, I let's wrong? check. No, I don't, I, don't think, uh, I don't think he did. I think he did win a playoff series. Am I, I crazy? So. Why do I feel I like I don't he think did? they did? You're right. They did not. Uh, the last time they made it to the second round of the playoffs was 2002. Okay. Which is. Wait. Baron Davis no. led Hornets? No. This was that New Orleans. It's weird. No, this was the Charlotte Hornets. I, there's like a three year gap in there where the Hor- Charlotte Hornets didn't exist. And then they came back as the Bobcats because like the Charlotte Hornets it was an have, expansion. Yeah, it, it's weird. So this iteration of the Bobcats slash Hornets has never made it to the second round of the playoffs. OK, <laughs> which is kind of nuts. Kind of sickening. <clears throat> yeah, it's very crazy. And they've never made it to the conference finals ever. But in all seriousness, this is why you're seeing them. You see them have to pay players like Hayward, like a bunch of money to get them to go join the team to even have a it was, chance ooh. to compete. It was Baron Davis, Jamal Mashburn, and Jamal Magalore who made it to the second round. Okay, I thought that was an interesting team. Uh, no, yeah, they they uh, I what well, just pay PJ Washington, just give him money, please, just like stop, cut the shit, like <laughs> what, what I'm doing here. Uh, yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. All right, next thing we have. Mavericks in on a trade for Bar- Bojan Bogdanovic. I almost said Bogdanovic. The one on the Pistons. The Pistons one. Now, the trade outline here, which was outlined by Tim Cato of The Athletic. Uh, multiple league sources said the Mavs and the Pistons renewed trade conversations about Bogdanovic. This happened before the draft, I think, too. Um, league sources say talks were sturdy enough to discuss a potential framework, which was Bogdanovich and Killian Hayes to Dallas, Tim Hardaway Jr. and JaVale McGee going out, but it's unclear what else would have been required from each party to expand it into a four-team deal, et cetera, et cetera. I would hope there would be more in that for, for Detroit because I don't I don't get it otherwise. Can't can't tell me JaVale's not nasty. Have you seen the reports about Jamal McGee? They said Jamal McGee is not a part of the Mavericks' future. He will either be traded or stretched and waived. Oh, sorry, Jamal. <laughs> uh, Bogdanovich in Dallas makes sense, so I get it. Do you remember when Jamal did vlogs in the bubble? Yeah, it was electric. Matisse Tybel, him and Tybel. Yeah, I I watched every one. There was nothing else to do. Yeah, what else were you doing? <laughs> it was great. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I sure. Right, like Bogdanovich and Dallas is fine. Dallas sneaky, really good offseason. Dallas is aggressive, and they have to be. They have no choice. They have Luca, mm-hmm. who again is under contract for a while, but it feels like there's going to be some pressure building if they can't compete. They traded for Kyrie. If Kyrie doesn't work, so they have to well put a good enough roster around these guys to have a competitive chance this season. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to start to feel like a lot of uncertainty start to happen there. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the Kyrie and Luca contracts line up pretty closely. I, I think Luca has one year extra on his thing. 
yeah, I agree. And I think Luca has one more year on his deal, but I think um, it's a player option, so they could line up perfectly. Let me check on that. Uh, yeah, I believe so. So, okay, we'll see. We'll see what happens for the Mavericks in the future for there. But next up, next thing we have Zach Levine. Sam's tired. Can you tell? I'm very tired. I'm <laughs> Zach tired. Levine doesn't see a trade out of Chicago happening. Talking to NBC Sports Chicago and Ryan Taylor, saying, yeah. uh, I was Bulls. I always rep my city, whichever team I'm playing for, to the best. Chicago's loved me and called me their own. Uh, I don't see a trade happening anytime soon, but if it does, Chicago's always has my always has my love. Basically, saying he doesn't see himself getting traded, which makes sense. I don't think he's I don't think any trade. player really does until they're like trade me or else. Uh, true, this is true. Um, I don't think they would be able to find a trade partner for Levine. Though. <laughs> Am I, I like know. right? Well, now yeah. you're on the train. You get it. You're like, wow, this guy really. Isn't worth the sixty million dollars with the new CBA, putting a chokehold on the rest of the NBA. Who's going to want to pay him that to not really compete? So, it makes mm-hmm. sense. It's tough. Now, Chicago's I think, in a tough uh, spot with the money they're spending. I think Levine could be like a fine second option, or even a third option, but like not at that money. So that's the question mark. All right, next thing. Doc Rivers, unsure about his coaching future. We're rapid-firing some of these bullet points because we got a lot of NBA news. Uh, I'm looking at the second part of this, and I'm cracking up. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Rivers told TMZ Sports, I'm just going to enjoy life. He also added that he's having a phenomenal summer. <laughs> he probably is, dude. He doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> Doc's going to do TV. I know there was a lot of like speculation when ESPN just went through and got yes. their whole NBA team with Van Gundy being out the door that they just want to pay Doc Rivers. and not have to pay him like they have to pay Van Gundy. I forget who I heard say that. But that oh, is I, definitely a theory for me. I, I'm, I'm in on that. I get it. And Doc used to do TV before he took the Celtics and Magic yes. test. So mm-hmm. he definitely makes sense to be a candidate there. For sure. For sure. Interesting at the very least. Uh, Celtics legend Paul Pierce decided he was going to slander the Miami Heat. Uh, on Showtime, he was talking with Tracy McGrady, Rachel Nichols. Asked about if the Heat trade for Dame, he said they won't make it out of the first round, which is like <laughs> Paul. I love Paul Pierce, right? I saw somebody on Twitter saying Paul is becoming the new Tommy Heinsohn. To say that the Heat with Dame, really. well, in in the sense of like the homerism, to say the Heat yes. with Dame wouldn't make it out of the first round, it is I mean, wild. Come on, <laughs> come my on, first Paul. thought when I saw this was not so much about him. I was just like, wow, like they really have too many podcasts out there. Like not even at like uh oh you want to get into media you should you should like do another podcast. podcast. It's not about us or like people like us that want to get in. It's like okay, not everybody has to have a podcast. Like not all ex NBA players have to get on and have a podcast. Because when that happens, you get things like this where it's just like talking to try and be relevant where Mm. that's really not good content. Like we slandering Paul Pierce here? Is this I love Paul Pierce, but I just don't think this kind of stuff is what you need. Like, it's not. You're not just wrong. a weird, like, attention grab. Like, we don't do stuff like that. No, except for when we say, would you, would you trade Jalen Brown for Paulo Pancaro? Well, yeah, but we... Whatever. You know he's going in the thumbnail. You bet your ass he's going in the sure thumbnail. Sure is, dude. Uh, next up... This has uh, just is... been a brutal pod for teams finding out they're not going to be able to trade these players that suck. Go on. <laughs> James Harden is determined to join the Clippers. Uh, shock, I know. 
Um, Sam Amick reporting that all this stuff about the Sixers wanting to keep James Harden is pretty one-sided, saying Harden is, quote, still determined to start next season in a Clippers jersey. Ah, uh, you know and- how you get to L.A. is you opt out and then go join the Clippers under your Take a small contract. Yeah. Amick said earlier in the report that executives he spoke with during summer league were, were quote, were universally convinced that the Sixers are now attempting to keep Harden. Good for the Sixers. Duh. Uh, now, if you are the Sixers, Sam, I'm going to beg you to take the spite out of your brain for just a second. Just one second. Just humor me, maybe. If you are the Sixers, would you rather trade James Harden for the best package you can get or keep him knowing he doesn't want to be there? Taking the spite out of it. I know what you would do for spite, but. Well, you have to take the best package in that case then, like unless you keep him and that's a spiteful move. James Harden's back to being fat. (laughs) Have you seen the pictures? No. So he was at another party, not the white party, that just like another party with the fans. Oh, I did see this. Michael Rubin. Mm -hmm. And he looks like he's getting a little fat again. On purpose. Oh, man. So he might be serious about this, Philly. Don't play around. He's just going to get fat on you. Oh, How no. great would it be if Maury, like, just, like, really, really called his bluff? So James Harden got so fat, like, he was in a scooter. <laughs> they they apply for a DP. It would be a huge, like, pissing contest of we're never going to trade you. And he's like, fine, I'm just going to keep, like, shoving cookies in my face. They apply for a disabled player exception for James Harden because he's too fat to play. Oh, man, imagine. Uh, Next thing we have, Julius Randle. The Knicks are no plans to – Sam, they don't want to trade Julius Randle. Don't worry. The quote here, this is from – This is why the Knicks aren't a competitive or serious (laughs) franchise. Ian Begley of SNY on Zach Lowe's podcast. I don't think there's a world right now where the Knicks would move Julius Randle. I mean, it would have to be for like a Joel Embiid – uh, type player that's going to change your franchise day one when he steps in the building. Sam, would you trade Julius Randle for Joel B? I would trade Julius Randle for uh, probably over 50% of the league. Yeah. Uh, the Julius Randle thing's interesting because it, on one hand, it feels like if they were to trade him, they would be selling very low. But then on the other hand, if they were the in the mood to trade him, it would feel like they're selling kind of high as he made all NBA. And that feels very fake when he just fumbles around on the court and gets lucky. (laughs) I don't really know what they would get returned from him in a trade. Not much. So this kind of makes sense for them not to want to move on from him just because it's the devil. They know he's played on this team before he has devil. They know (laughs) Yeah, over the one you don't. That's the way it goes. No, I know. I get it. I get it. It's a saying. That's fun. Do we have to talk about Dame again? It's I just, I just wanted to do Dame Watch. We're, we're, I'm, it's, we're not going to talk about it. I just need to get like the tidbits of information I saw on Twitter, and we can leave it Dame. there. Go ahead. Uh, I saw some BS about the Trailblazers, quote unquote, fucking up by not trading for or trading him before the draft. It was the whole thing, like, well, now they're going to have to settle for Jaime Hawkins instead of just like picking who they wanted with 18th pick. Whatever. It was from a Heat reporter, obviously. Uh, something about it being close to happening. I saw which fuck off um something about the blazers <laughs> wanting nikola jovich and jaime Hawkins, but the heat not wanting to send both of them which is just like the most annoying thing <laughs> like yeah. guys what are we I'm doing not sending you jovich ah oh my god uh very stupid but that does conclude nba had to do get him on watch. the screen bring out matt the rat onto the screen <laughs> would you like to start sam yes uh rat list my self-control today i went to a family party and i ate a lot 
<laughs> I ate probably the most I've eaten in a very long time. This was like when uh, you see Blake Griffin do a dunk and you're like, oh, wow, I forgot I could do that. This is me. Yeah. Like, I'm, I felt like I was in my prime today. Mm-hmm. But after Blake Griffin dunks, he probably has to ice his knees forever. <laughs> and I am the most full I may have ever been right now. Do you so remember I the uh, hurt? The whole saga where it was like, I can't believe the Nets are going to get the piss. Uh, the you know, Blake yeah. Griffin is like, I was pissed about this. He can't dunk anymore, and then he dunked in Brooklyn. Everyone's like, Oh, it's over. He dunked right there. Yeah, yeah. So like, I just oh, shoveled man. my like fucking third piece of cake down, <laughs> and well, it wasn't cake. I this is not the most impressive eating day I've had this year, but it certainly doesn't feel great. I can imagine. Uh, I'm going to rat list uh, Richard Jefferson. <clears throat> this is a joking rat list, and it's a moment that I didn't want to put in the NBA section, but I thought it was funny. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. Richard Jefferson was at Summer League, and the Grizzlies have a player on their team named Frankie Ferrari. His real name. He is a short white guy with just a mustache. Mm. It, it, it like He looks like a guy named Frankie Ferrari. And Richard Jefferson said during the broadcast, I want a Frankie Ferrari jersey. And so post game, I forget who it was. It might have been Katie Scott. Went over. Goes, Frankie, do you know Richard Jefferson? <laughs> Ratlist her for this, actually. She goes, do you yeah, know Richard Jefferson? No. no, he said yes. And she goes, okay, I had to check. You're pretty young. <laughs> Just like roasting oh, the no. shit out of Richard Jefferson. And he goes, he wants a jersey swap. They walk over. Frankie rips up, takes off his jersey, gives it to Richard Jefferson. But instead of saying, like, oh, I'll get you back or I'll get you jersey, he just gives him his polo. And Frankie Ferrari walks back to the locker room with an ESPN polo. <laughs> like, Rich, uh, Jeff, you got, can we get him a jersey? What are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> oh, uh, so I'll double down. Ratless Richard Jefferson. <laughs> Richard Jefferson uh, on the broadcast site exposed. Mark Jones for trying to eat a hot dog on the broadcast. <laughs> Bonus rat list Mark Jones for ordering a hot dog. Tough. Because uh, if you're ordering a hot dog, I just don't know what to tell you because you could probably eat 10 of them and still not be satisfied. And you're paying up the ass for that food item. But yeah, they they just like were zooming in on the hot dog right in front of Mark Jones as this game is just going on. And Richard Jefferson was calling him out, exposing Speaking his of, broadcast uh... partner. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it here now. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Okay. <laughs> Frankie Ferrari just looks like Frankie Ferrari walks off and he goes, damn, I really do just look like a color guy. Yeah, he really just looks like he works for ESPN as like the guy that holds the camera. Uh, It was so funny, though. It, it was it was it was very funny interacting to watch. I think Frankie Ferrari had like a sneaky good game, too, for the Grizzlies. Um, He's been playing overseas. But Ratless, RJ. <laughs> get the guy a jersey like why are we uh also not ratless we can anti-ratless it because it was against the lakers kenny lofton's getting interviewed the summer league grizzlies playing the lakers they killed him right katie scott i think it was again and apologies if it wasn't interviewing katie Lo- uh, Lo- uh kenny lofton goes all right we're here kenny lofton the score is a lot to a little <laughs> just live on the broadcast uh which was phenomenal frankie ferrari had like a pretty mid game but his name's elite um, I will rat list, uh, my mom, I told mm. her I was going to put her on the rat list. And so mm. I wanted to make good on my promise. Just doesn't, I was driving with her, right? We were going to like put something in a dumpster, like just moving, like my chair broke. Actually, we're taking my broken chair and getting it out of the driveway. <laughs> just, she just doesn't use blinkers. 
Like she doesn't use her blinkers in her car. Okay. And, and like, I know that's something I get mad at. Like if I'm driving and I see somebody else uh, coming along, I'll get mad. Like we're going through an intersection that like needs it. And she's just not using it. And I turn, I'm like, ma. And she goes, what? She goes, you don't need it there. I'm like, you always need your blinker. What do you mean? You don't need it. If you're turning. Well, you if you're like in the right blinker. lane or, or like a turn only lane, I do. Wasn't like it. that. No, it wasn't okay. no turn only lane. We was it was a five way intersection, and she was just like, nah, I don't, I don't need to okay. use this here. Creative, uh, which is bad. Yeah. Any rat more or less ratless for you? You want to get out of here? No, I don't have anything else. I I did have something. I forgot what it was. I I wrote down the important ones. We're good. Family gatherings. Should we wrap? Rat, no, 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 no. Nope. <laughs> we can't. can't. Well, I mean, I'm talking for me too. It's just, uh, I I love my family, and I know you too. I know you. We you know obviously, I I I long day. I, yeah, I enjoyed my alone time. And it was also obscenely hot out today. Ratless the weather. Ratless the weather because it was it's still hot, hot out. out today. I, I got home like I know. an hour ago and it was still hot out. It was gross hot out today. And then tomorrow I was supposed to go to the driving range, but it's going to be like a tornado and like storm. Like, yeah, make up your mind. I, I got Do two something. games get canceled in the morning, which is like fucked. Sucky, but also kind of cool because I can just sleep terrible. Now. Just terrible. But... Six hours. I can sleep till like noon Anyways. if I want. Anyways, we'll get on out of here. We're yeah. both exhausted. I have to go thank edit you. this. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Jack's not going to bed. <laughs> Luckily for me, I finished all my other work before this, so I can just go to okay, bed after I go. But subscribe to How About Them Celtics. How did you wake up today? We, uh, <clears throat> what time did I wake up today? Like, well, Henry came in and like, okay, Henry sometimes. Just, just wrap the show. I'm tired. <laughs> Henry sometimes wakes me up and he just came in. He goes, Jack, it's 1030. I'm like, how the hell does he okay. wake you up? He's sleeping. Well, no, he gets up super early because he's because he goes to sleep. He's very well rested. Yes. okay, exactly. But um, he comes in, he goes, it's 1030. I'm like, Henry, I don't give a fuck. Like, fuck off. So I got out about like 11. But thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. We're at 933 subscribers right now. Uh, Make sure to subscribe to How About Themselves. We hit 900 yesterday. Literally yesterday. (laughs) Which is nuts. Which is nuts. Uh, Five stars on Apple and Spotify. You You know, know that's tell us. Yeah, let us know if you can do graphic design. Use the SeatGeek code, merch. too, by the way. We, like, never say yes. this anymore. Uh, SeatGeek, <laughs> HBTC, $20 off your first purchase. Mm-hmm. Do something fun with your summer. All right. Please do. Please I'm wrapping do, it up. But I'm tired. Do it. Do it. You Thank you very talking. much for watching. Make sure you follow the YouTube channel. Subscribe to us. Join 933 others. Hit the notification bell just in case we Leave drop a, comment. a little breaking news thing on you like, like we RJ. did today. Don't want to miss any of those. You can follow us on the streaming platforms as well. Make sure you leave five stars. Nice comment there. Socials at How About Them C's. Facebook is just the name of the pod. Make sure you follow Jack on Twitter at Jack's One NBA. You can follow me at Samuel France NBA. It's it for us. Bye. Jack Jacko. Come on. Jacko. Jacko.